When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. The Bachelorette and The Bachelor series are funny. I just can't add. I feel like it's like the 90 Day Fiancé thing. If I add... You can't. And I would have to know about the previous seasons, all the characters, and I don't have the time, patience, or interest to do that. So what I'm learning from watching The Bachelorette is that you don't need to know anything about any previous seasons. No, I know know about that particular season, but if I had to engage online with other folks that also watch Bachelorette, they will bring up previous seasons. That's what they talk about, this person and that person. And- well, the nice thing about it is that I was able to be on Dumpster Dive podcasts with Tom and Kix, except Kix wasn't there. It was just me and Tom. It was a great conversation as somebody who's never, ever watched it. So if you're listening, you should go check that mm-hmm. out. That episode will be out on Sunday. And we're going to be hanging out with the Hamlets tomorrow. Yay! I'm looking By the time to- this episode is out. Yeah. Yes. So much to discuss in Housewives. It got me tired thinking about how much we have to discuss. <laughs> It's like, when do they end? It's like every Housewives show this year has been on this topic. They just added, basically, they added a a person of color onto each of these shows. Mm -hmm. In in Atlanta, they didn't do that. They just added Bolo. But uh, (laughs) it's like they added somebody in all of the other shows. They added one person of color. And then we have been dealing with the repercussions of that. You know, here's the thing I also was thinking about. It feels like they threw in a person of color and now the conversation is about it. I wonder if it's that or the fact that last year especially this was what was on the front of people of color's minds and this was how we navigate the world for in a post George Floyd era that Mm. is what life is like for people of color this is why Black Lives Matter is important because people of color don't have to silently suffer with microaggressions and bullshit and racist like well-meaning liberals who do racist bullshit like we don't have to silently suffer anymore and it almost feels like sometimes it feels like oh bravo threw this in to create this tension but it's like the tension would have been there because that's what life is like when you are the only person of color in a room full of true asshole white ladies you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think bravo did it to create tension so they would get ratings yes but i think and bringing them on is basically that's what happened so but Mm -hmm. um where the people of color are experiencing on these shows is sadly though very real right so it's not a show it's real stuff and it can be super hurtful we have to talk about it because that's life now that's real life right now and we cannot ignore it anymore great time for us to have this podcast right probably so much content i know did you plan that (laughs) 
called up 1-800-BRAVO-CASTING, and I was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast, and I'm going to make no money off of it, but... <laughs> Could you give me some content? <laughs> uh, this is, this that- is... You threw the idea of this show. Um, <laughs> your show is one where... You are inserting one person of color into a big majority white group to see what happens. That's okay, the show. Okay, I sound like a, a psychopath, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Do you think that moving forward, um, all of the reunions, the housewives will get their own little face roller to calm their oh, white lady tears oh, down? Where's my face roller? That's roller? right of me. I have been looking for the damn face roller for so long and I cannot find it. I'm on the verge of buying another one. The one I have is for for headaches and to get some tone in your face. It's just a jade roller. No, do not take one out and show off now. Oh my gosh, she's rubbing her face (laughs) with her little... That's not a roller, that's a spoon. No, this is a scoop. Okay, you use a scoop. (laughs) How is it different from... Okay. (laughs) It scoops, okay. it scoops it's your scoop. cheeks. That's it's a spoon, and you use it to in your areas it looks like, like your a nose. Spoon. Yeah, it looks like nose. a spoon to me. It looks like a spatula. That's it the is. right and word. And you press down all of your lymphatic deposits on your little fat face, and <laughs> yo, okay. I, I have been so. The first thing I did this morning was when I got on, turned my computer on. I was like googling what roller did Sutton use, and nobody seems to know. No, it's an expensive one. It's like $65. Like, okay, Sutton, you would be that bitch who gets a $65 mm-hmm. roller when Just you can very well lying. use like a $12 jade roller from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it helps her, but it helps her at the moment. She has to use it as Is she's we- trying to It's not like... It's not like a roller that you roll over your eye, under your eyes every night, for example. And then, you know, ten, you know, a month from now, you will be at the supermarket, somebody annoys you, and you feel like crying, but you don't cry, and you have better control over your tears. But no, this is like when you, when the person in 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 the store is yelling at you, you have you are, your tear ducts are almost brimming with tears, and you have to pull this roller out and push all that water back in. It's <laughs> not a pro, it's, yeah, it's not a proactive roller; it's yes. a reactive roller. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm making fun of her, but I've got this dumb fucking scoop or spoon or spatula or whatever in my hand, and I'm putting it against my face, and it feels so good. God. <laughs> I was gonna say it does feel very good, and it does feel good to give your face that <laughs> massage. But I don't know if it would work if you were on the verge of a breakdown, if this would help you stop crying. Okay, if somebody, if I was about to cry and somebody handed me a roller to rub against my face, I would shove it up their ass. (laughs) It's insane. Like, okay, so here's the thing. But we we have established you're a violent person. We have established that. We know what happened to the DJ and your brother's wedding. (laughs) <laughs> but I know I'm a violent person, but I'm saying like it just here I don't want to say something is insane or crazy because I'm learning that that's not the words that you're supposed to use anymore and I want to be mindful of it. It's ableist. So fine. <laughs> and I know that there are pe- there are people who use like tapping 
to mm-hmm. like calm their Jack's, their Jack's anxiety. Did, it, stuff. it worked. It worked on Jack's Taylor. Like, and I know tapping does work because <laughs> I I understand the logic behind it. Right? There's a sensory component with tapping. Mm-hmm. But Sutton, you're using a sixty five dollar roller that you got from Ulta that is made for the removal of your dark circles. This is. It, 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 it almost feels <laughs> like offensive. I'm trying to see watch you watch you try and explain this crazy. It's no point. It's no, it it feels stop. offensive. No, my point is that it feels offensive because there are people who suffer with extreme anxiety and suffer with mm-hmm. all these things and suffer with all these, you know, mental health issues that need to use these different tools to calm themselves down. But Sutton is literally wiping her way, her white lady tears. And it's <laughs> yeah, so hard to watch. So, so what do you think is Sutton's? What is wrong with Sutton? What is it? You tell me. Other than Other than the privilege part of it. What is wrong with Sutton? I think that Sutton is uncomfortable and she's insecure. And she is she is a really, really wealthy lady who is probably used to being the most wealthy and most fabulous person in the room. Mm. And she doesn't like that she's now essentially on this show having to sort of work or be around women who are more potentially more fabulous than she is. And it makes her feel insecure. And it makes her feel like she doesn't belong and that she is not really part of the cool girl crew. I mean, the Beverly Hills ladies, they're very much is a clique. There's like the Kyle, mm-hmm. Rinna, you know, that whole clique. It's a clique. And I can understand being the new kid in the room and feeling like you don't fit in. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening with Sutton. And then pile that on with just like white fragility. Yeah. What do you so, think so, I was going to say that Sutton um, doesn't seem like she went through middle school, that she's going through mm. that now. Like she has, it, she was probably the most accepted. She was probably in the cool, you know, the rich kid, cool kid, popular kid group. So she never, ever felt like an outsider. And now she's coming to this group and she feels like she, she doesn't quite fit in. And so she imagines that everything they are doing is about her. If you feel insecure, then you think that all eyes are on you and how you are mm-hmm. dressed and what you're saying and what you're doing. I think she's having her own private experience of that. And so she is completely so anxiety ridden that it is borderline ridiculous, borderline laughable. When you are saying the wrong things, the offensive things, when you are also completely not quite all right. You don't know, like, I can understand why Crystal doesn't know how to react to that. Like, she doesn't know if she should react as, hey, you are crazy, or should she understand what she's going through and accept it because, hey, she just doesn't know any better. Yeah. Does that make sense? What I'm hearing is, yes, it does make sense. But what I'm hearing is that Sutton reminds you of your 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, they get angry. And you know what? It just, yeah. Absolutely. You know what they were fighting about today? They were uh, she with her friends. What? One of them said hi to the other in a group chat. Uh-huh. But they are all in different classes. So they're all busy at any given point. And the other did not say hi back because she was busy. And like literally two minutes later, the text message that flies around is, are you ignoring me? Did I do something <laughs> wrong? 
Are you guys in a different chat with each other and am I being excluded? This is literally what I saw. And that's sudden. <laughs> Forget about everything I said before, you know, psychoanalysis and making, you know, me feeling sorry for sudden. Basically, this was it. <laughs> this was a better example of what I was trying to say. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> so they were like literally one said hi to the other the other did not respond so she she immediately assumed that they were having a sidebar conversation and excluding her and then once you realize that that's actually wrong and that you overreacted mm-hmm. it sort of snowballs into this mm-hmm. other issue and that's what's happening with Sutton it's like mm-hmm. she was awkward to jump she got too drunk she said the wrong thing and then after that she tried to fix it and it still wasn't right and then after that she felt left out and it still wasn't right and she's trying and trying and trying and now this lady everything she is doing is absolutely coming off wrong and it's Mm -hmm. like you know Sutton all she needed to do from that point forward was just sit quietly but even when she's sitting quietly the girls are like Sutton are you okay (laughs) because and you know and I can see how that could set off somebody who is trying to do the right thing but again failing again it was so hilarious First, they were upset that she was talking. Then they were they were (laughs) kind of curious as to why she wasn't talking. It reminded me of like in Jersey when they kept being like, "Jackie, are you gonna cry?" (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fine. And then suddenly she's like, "Stop talking about me!" And then, then, like, the woman is having a breakdown. Basically, Sutton, except you know, it's crazy because like last year when um when what's her fucking face Dorit when yeah. Dorit was like oh she was freaking the fuck out yeah I was like she was not freaking not. out Dorit stop it but now yeah. I'm like oh no, oh, no. she Dorit probably saw this. was Dorit saw it just like whatever it was about Sutton's eyes when she Dorit saw that Dorit recognized it. Whether she had seen this display before or not, Dorit knew this was coming from this woman. So when she said, I'm about to freak out, Dorit knew exactly that, yes, she was right. She's about to freak out. And she's like, that's scary. Dorit was so 100% correct on that. Yeah. You know, Sutton, the other thing I noticed about her is if she doesn't have the jade roller in her hand, her other mannerisms that I picked up on, she does the Shannon Bedore airplane hands. Have you noticed? Yes. Yes. She does the, the Shannon Bedore. The, yeah. Like, little, with the fingers um, all. Hands. Yeah. The fingers all together. Um, and, it's the one hand. And then the, the way she wipes her eyes is like both hands on her eyes. And then she rubs them to the back of her ear. Did you watch her? She wipes. She. It's not like. So you have in Potomac, you have Candace with the little triangular tissue. <laughs> dabbing softly and in Beverly Hills you have Sutton slapping both of her hands on her eyes and then dragging it dragging each hand across her face to her ears that's how she wipes her tears that's if that's not middle school I don't know what it is it's so middle school I'm mad at you mom don't talk to me Did you notice that? I was like, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, stop. Why pick your eyes like that? 
Yeah, also, like, that's how you get wrinkles, Sutton. Also, <laughs> like, her mannerisms, when she's freaking out, she reminds me of, and I think it's because she's got such long, thin, she's got such, yes. like, petite, thin legs yeah. and yeah. arms that she does she, a lot yeah, of you will, airplane you hands and to- freakouts. You know what she looks like to me? Uh-huh. She reminds me of Mary Catherine Gallagher from SNL. <gasps> Do you remember yes. that character? Yes. Especially with the short, short dresses. She wears those boxy dresses just like Mary yes. Catherine Geller. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's yes. what I see. <laughs> yeah. Sutton is like one freak out away from putting her hands inside of her armpits and then sniffing them. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so true. That is Sutton. I'm blown what away by that. And that is so true. You know what's crazy <laughs> about Sutton, though, is like Sutton is like, yes, for sure. The episode before when she brought up this whole like issue with I don't see color and all this stuff. The thing with Sutton that I think is, I don't know, I wouldn't say there's anything endearing, but something about Sutton is so preposterous that it's funny to watch because. <laughs> yes. I don't it's think that feel- the women, women like Crystal or Garcelle are necessarily feeling attacked by her. They're feeling irritated by her. Yes. You know what I mean? She, she, yeah. To them, she's very irritated, irritating. Like, uh, she takes off a lot of energy. It yeah. takes a lot of our, she sucks a lot of our energy. That's how it feels. Like, to yeah. just have a conversation with her. So I can feel that. Yeah. But you're also right that there's something very, um, it's not comical, but it, it's something of an old school cartoonish um, aspect to Sutton. Yeah. Like she could be, they we could write the cartoon strip with Sutton yes. as the heroine. And like, she, it's just that her emotions are always high. She well, thinks she's do you fabulous. The, the newspaper then, car- cartoon Kathy, I think it is. Yes. Who's always that's, freaking out. Yes. That, that's that's <laughs> what that's what I felt like. Like if you could if you if Sutton could be reduced to a comic strip, that she would, would we would be laughing and watching that, read that and you know, laughing our asses off. Oh wow. But this is a real person. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now what do you think about I, I appreciated the scene with Crystal and Garcelle, and I appreciated that Crystal later on felt close enough to Garcelle to text her that yeah. she didn't feel comfortable being around. Yeah, around them. Yeah, I thought that was uh, this was this was a conversation that so many of us have mm-hmm. at our workplace when we first find that person of color ally at the <clears throat> workplace. Yes. This is how we huddle and just like swap notes and say, okay, you have my back. I'll have your back before we yeah. go back in there. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. It's strange because it seems like Crystal is still more friendly with the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Garcelle, Garcelle, it seems like they're all anti-Garcelle. They're mm-hmm. not all anti-Sutton. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see where Crystal's going to fit in when like the reunion is happening. Yeah, I think there are... Um... Crystal is in the group because I think a little partly due to her wealth and power. Yeah. Apparently, she's been friends with Teddy for like 10 years. No. I know. Oh. I know. What are we no. going to do? Yeah. 
<clears throat> now, what do you think about this weird fucking story that Rena told? Oh my god! How did um? How did Rena compare Denise to a rapist friend of Harry's? First of all, that's a crazy story. Yeah, that's a crazy story, Rena. You could have made so much money selling it to TMZ. Yeah, I don't even know what. Like, the- what? Why would you talking? share that story during yeah. dinner? Yeah. And like, then a dinner where everybody has just ended saying thank you to her for bringing them there, that they had fun, they were all getting along. It was all positive talk. And then Renak starts this. And then I just love that even Dorit was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then Garcelle was like, that's not a story you should ever tell anybody again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just shocked. Like, I, I don't understand what the point was. I, I, and, I, I and I truly don't understand what the purpose of the story was. Right, right. Like, because she told the is- story, and then I didn't understand how it even connected to Denise. What basically what she was saying was that uh, Harry did not show blind loyalty to somebody because uh, he... He didn't, you know, this was not something he would condone. And that's how she was with Denise, that she wasn't going to show blind loyalty to Denise if she was, she thought it was horribly wrong. I mean, Denise, who she says to Garcelle in the first episode that she's wasn't really close friends with her, but Denise is mentioned by name in the book that she wrote mm-hmm. however many years ago, mm-hmm. where she teaches her daughters how to give blowjobs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not quite sure. You know, and who brought somebody brought this up recently, which was that I'm not really sure what Rinna is doing on the show this season. Yeah. Or what she's done on the show for multiple seasons. Well, multiple seasons she has been the linchpin of keeping the keeping Drama this going. dumb stories going on and on because she recognized that there was no storyline. That's true. And because they were not going to show their real lives. Beverly Hills uh, women don't actually show us all of their real life. So they weren't going to do it. They had to create drama. They had to have a story. And where would the storylines come? She's the one who kept them going on the lame-ass storylines. Everything from Lucy, Lucy, Apple just Everything was... Since Eileen left, Rina yeah, has been true. orchestrating this. But right. this season, Rina has nothing. Well, she later lost- on, she's going to have her daughter dating a pedophile. So... <laughs> we can call him whatever you want I call him mm. a pedophile because that shit is nasty <laughs> he she posted a picture of her butt on Instagram mm-hmm. I was like I'm pretty sure this is illegal why does it feel illegal mm-hmm. I want to see this yeah at the end we find out that Erica has texted the ladies and told them that she is filed for divorce against Tom Girardi mm-hmm. And they all feign surprise. <laughs> I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I had no idea. Oh my idea. god! Oh but my you know, god. this is this is who Erica is. She's never going to do it. She's not going to tell us that she's doing it. Meanwhile, all the previous scenes, Erica is walking around with like huge uh, sunglasses, even at night. Yeah, looking haggard. Yeah. And I'm like, that bitch is going back and forth with Tom right now. Yeah. She's just been told she's not getting any money. She's crying. She's been crying inside. Mikey did not 
get paid. He didn't put any makeup on her. That's why she's walking around in her sun- sunglasses throughout Tahoe. Yeah. And then she's like, every single time they cut to her, she's like, I love Tom. Tom is at Good. work. Tom yeah. is a lawyer. Yeah. I love yeah. Tom. He's a workhorse. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to sell us here that you didn't know? You knew, bitch. You knew. Mm-hmm. You knew what is going on. And now you're trying to pretend like, oh, I knew. And I, I'm i so shocked because I loved him yeah. so much. And I was just talking about how I love that Tom loves yeah. me for who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, I think it was last episode where she was like, the one thing about Tom is that he lets me be, be who I am and he never yeah. judges me. And I'm like... Yeah, the real you, which is a, like, other persona that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't understand, Erica. Yeah. Yeah. But now, you know what? If that means that we're one step closer to, or what, Erica, then (laughs) I'll take it. Or what? Okay, listen. She drives me crazy, Erica. Yeah. But I can't wait to see her or what, Sutton. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, does, yeah. because I mean, like the beginning, I was like, I was so anti Erica. I did not see yeah. the magic of that moment. But now, after the past couple of, uh, you know, episodes with Sutton, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Is that also when she tells her to shut the fuck up? I don't know. We'll In find this out. Interview, right? We see her where she goes, shut the fuck up or what? <laughs> No, there's something so crazy about that scene. I think yeah. especially because we've watched that preview so many times. But yeah. I think the thing about it that is craziest to me is that her makeup is so crazy in that scene. And she sneers when she says she that. <laughs> it's just hilarious because here she is being like, I'm cool. I'm calm. I don't care. I'm Erica. I'm eating bacon. I love food. I'm going to eat this cookie. Look at me wearing 17 pants and like four jackets at dinner. Yeah. What was that outfit? <laughs> it was everything was so crazy. It was, it crazy. was such a hodgepodge, this yeah. Tahoe trip. And you know what? Yeah. This episode, not enough Kathy. Not enough Kathy, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. There was in a little bit when the she was the only one who was not scared of the bird. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> what do you oh wait, can you tell me what satna means? It means truth. So satna means um I am truth. truth. Yeah. Yeah. L- uh, Rina, the absolute mm-hmm. truth teller that she is, tells the ladies that she's gonna go do satnam yoga. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, not you. I don't yeah. quite count you as the truth teller. <laughs> she's not the truth. All right, yeah. let's talk about Real Hassas of New York. Let's how are you feeling? You were um you spoke with Ebony. I didn't speak with Ebony. I got to listen to Ebony speak. Yeah. After the episode on Clubhouse. I watched the episode a little bit, then I went to the Clubhouse, then I watched the episode again. And obviously everybody who listens to this podcast, who we communicate with, you're not listening to this podcast to be um, to understand why we think Ebony is right in the situation. Or why what Luann did is wrong. I think mm-hmm. if you're listening, you're smart enough to know why all of these things are what they are. Ebony was Ebony was attacked by this white woman, and this white woman is not understanding why it was wrong, what she said to mm-hmm. Ebony. And that is, I think, like the bare bones of this conversation. And if you don't agree with that, what are you doing listening to us? 
No, actually, they can listen. They might learn something. All right, fine. You're so nice. Don't, don't, yeah, don't turn away, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm well, not nice. I'm just, you know, it's business. <laughs> so, so there's like that part of it, right? But yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying this because I listened to Ebony talk on Clubhouse, and it was really nice at first because. They were basically talking about what happened to Ebony and how she felt. And if you watch Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live, it was more or less the same conversation about the fact that Luann hasn't really addressed anything to mm-hmm. her since she has no relationship with her. The fact that Ebony did feel like Leah keeps being given a lot of grace that mm-hmm. is not afforded to Ebony. And and she talked about it during the episode as well. And so all of that happened, but then suddenly Leah McSweeney got on the stage on Clubhouse and decided to make the conversation about Leah McSweeney. And so I would like to talk about this episode recap under the lens of why people like Leah and Heather are wrong. Because they both view themselves to be allies Mm -hmm. and they both view themselves as quote unquote doing the work Mm -hmm. on behalf of people of color and especially Mm -hmm. black people. And they're both so wrong. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to understand why. I, it's important to understand what it takes to be a good ally. And I am I work on it every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. And I'm sure there's days when I don't do a great job. But you have to keep working on it. And you have to keep adjusting. You say something and somebody clocks you and says, hey, I think that that thing that you said might be offensive to X, Y, and Z group. The least you can do is stop using that word. Or stop saying, stop speaking that way and then find out why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that person who's telling you that you shouldn't do it does not have to be the person to educate you. Right. And so I think it would be useful to think through what we saw and see like what the quote unquote helpers or allies are doing and what's right or wrong in these situations. Mm -hmm. In fact, the two allies could not agree on how they were going to help Ebony. They resented each other's methods of helping Ebony. And they were like, no, you are not woke. I am woke. No, I'm woker than you. And that's what it was like. They were trying to up up ally each other. If that makes sense. Yeah. They were like out-allying each other. Out-allying. Yes. Each other. To, to, to the point where both of them ignored Ebony. They both ignored Ebony. Oh my God. Yes, that was the biggest issue. So like when I started watching the episode, I had already seen on the internet people were going, getting really mad at Mama. Yeah. So I was like, let me see what this is about because I'm an unabashed Mama stand over here. Same here. We love love us some Heather. So we have this fight. Ebony, obviously she leaves from Luann's house. And after she leaves, she goes to Ramona's house and she's explaining to Leah what's happened. And she's recollecting the conversation and she's Mm -hmm. pretty much telling exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And Heather is sitting down with the women with Luann and her daughter and Ramona Mm -hmm. and Kurt, the nude model. Yeah. And they're all sitting and having this conversation. And Heather is explaining to these white women why mm-hmm. they are wrong. Right. And I was watching this and I was like, this is great. She was actually doing a great job of putting, not just letting Luann talk and get away with it. She was like, no, 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 but, no, 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 but. And she kept yes. going back and insisting that Luann listen. 
Yes. And the way she ended it with Luan was like, well, okay, then if I have something, if I misunderstood, I will, and I, uh, you know, this was a misunderstanding, I'm happy to apologize. I know I don't want to be, in tr- I don't want, I want to be friends with Ebony. I like her. And then uh, uh, Heather says, I knew you would, that I knew you would do it, do the right thing. Yeah. And Heather is almost making it sound like Luan is the one who decided to do that where not Heather making Luann do it, right? So yeah. she was she was so good in that moment. I was like, yeah, that's perfect Heather. That's what we think of Heather. Yeah. I was like, this is going great. Yeah. Then they all go back to the house and Heather goes into the room with Leah and Ebony. And there's where things start to crack, mm-hmm. we'll say. And she explains to Leah and Ebony what she did. She explained to Luann what happened. But in in her effort to explain to Ebony and Leah how well she did, she doesn't skip a moment to pat herself on the back by talking about how she's been to the core of Black America Mm -hmm. because she's been like partying on yachts with Diddy. Mm -hmm. But she does correct herself again to say, because Ebony says to her, well, wait, that's not real. Like, that's not Black America. That is elite. That is like a different level. Right. Right. And Heather says, oh, no, I'm talking about the interns and the people that work there and all of the, mm-hmm. the young people. Like, I've been involved. But then she says, I've been involved in black culture. Culture. Which I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ebony brings up a good point because she says Heather is over familiar, familiar, uh, right. over familiar, familiarizing. You got it. I, I wasn't going to help you. <laughs> I was like, nope, not that word. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Heather's getting comfortable with black culture. To, yes. But she has good intention at that she moment. Has, yeah, she has she has good intention. She goes about it the wrong way. And then she basically she she was given a stool to sit in the room. And for some reason she thinks that she was invited to the couch. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she for some reason she's been given a stool to sit in the room and she's considers it a pedestal. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's what then, it is. Like then, that she's speaking for them because she was in the room for a brief small experience of a slice of their lives. Yeah, like literally the best way that Heather could have done this because would could have been that she goes to she goes to Ebony and she says, hey, listen, I tried to talk to the, them and they don't understand, but I think we're getting some headway. Mm-hmm. This is what I told them. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know I'm just trying to do the best I can on your behalf because I think that they're – unfortunately, white women listen to white women. Like if yeah. she had said that and dropped it, that would have been fine. But anyway, we continue the night on. And I say, okay, Heather, not great, but you're yeah. still trying. You have good intention. Yeah. Then Heather goes to Luann and explains, you know, you guys should talk. Yeah. Then we have the house meeting. And again, yeah. Ebony is very clear in what she wants and what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And the ladies are like, you have to educate us. Mm-hmm. And you, and then Luann, of course, says, you have to apologize to me. And then everybody's like, what am I apologizing? And actually, everybody's like, what? Sonia is like, Mm -hmm. what is she apologizing to you for? Mm -hmm. And Luann essentially says, you have to apologize to me for getting upset that I didn't understand you. (laughs) (laughs) Luann could not figure out 
I, what uh, apology uh, she did. Uh, <laughs> she was like stumbling through it. She's like, I, uh, you apologize for apologizing to apologize because you did not apologize. She was like, I don't know what I'm saying here, but it's something about you being upset in my house. Something about my house and you upset. And that's what I remember. And that's what you need to apologize for. It was and so I swear hilarious. I'm not drinking. I swear I'm not drinking. <laughs> it's like, you don't even know what apology you want. You just want her to say sorry be- because you said sorry. You expect somebody else to say sorry so to in you. You cannot moment, be the only one wrong in the situation. Yeah. And in that moment, Heather is still doing a great job because, again, yeah. she is – and I know it sounds a lot like white splaining, but white people have to white splain to mm. white people about why racism is bad. Like, but that's unfortunately the truth of the issue is that mm-hmm. until white people sit down with other white people to explain to them why their actions are hurt, hurting people of color white people are not going to understand because white people are clearly not listening to people of color exactly that's the issue well that's Um, basically what allyship is also like you get speak up for the people who are not being heard yeah but in that moment leah is like heather needs to shut the fuck up like okay leah you're just getting mad for no reason this is where queen sonia shines yes sonia talks about so good throughout this episode Okay, Arthi, let me tell you something. Don't you ever touch the Morgan letters again, okay? Never. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and the only reason I touched it was to get closer to Sonia. <laughs> okay? Because I do admire her a lot. I really do. I think she's taken a lot of hits. And yeah. it's a surprise that she's still standing. God. She's yeah. incredible. Yes. She has some just, like, just, I was blown away. I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was so upset. Like, I, I, was, I, I almost had tears in my eyes. I was like, oh, my God. Right? Sonia. Oh, oh, no. There was a moment when I yeah. did have tears in my eyes. I was like, what is happening yeah, to me? They have this lovely conversation. Sonia obviously talks about this clip that's, like, now going around everywhere. But Sonia says this thing about, you know, it's time important for white people to sit down and read the pages that are on yeah. the page that make you uncomfortable. And what they're trying to do is just flip through and move on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. we're not here. You have to actually read it and understand why it's bad. Yeah. And Sonia does this thing where she kind of pulls Ebony aside. She stays very yeah. quiet mostly during the yeah. meeting. She pulls Ebony aside as they're walking away and she's like, Hey, I just want you to know, like, I do think that it's on us to make this better. And I think yeah. that was really sincere. Yeah. And that's when Ebony says, you're high worth. And yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting I emotional know. just talking about it right now. I know. I like, okay. I know. Ebony, do me now. Tell me. Yeah, I'm high I, worth. Know. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I want to, I want you to say that to me. But it's true. I'm like, no, I might actually go and find that clip and have it play. <laughs> Every You're day. high worth. You I are. <laughs> I don't feel that way. Oh my sure. god, yes, you are. And you are too. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you oh, you're so smart. <laughs> and so confident. <laughs> Arthi, you're very articulate. I don't know if anyone's told you that before. No. <laughs> hey, first of all, it's a lie. 
So I don't even believe it. So I'm like, Ebony, I'm not going to be upset about it because <laughs> I am not articulated. Really? You are just making shit up right now. <laughs> uh, so things go really well at this meeting. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Heather goes to Ebony and just in passing, she says, you're very articulate. Are You are very articulate. I don't know if anyone's told you that don't before, that. which is insane. Yeah, yeah. It was in, It was wild. I was like, holla mama, what you doing? I know. And it is so cringeworthy. And we have all, we've heard of it, oh, right? Yeah. In in one version or the other. It's not about, if it's not about being articulate, it's something. It's something else. It's like, oh, yeah. you're very progressive. I didn't think you would be progressive, yeah, because you're religious, or you know, you uh, you speak English very well. That's my favorite one. Where like, mm. thank you. You don't even have an accent. Yeah, your accent isn't heavy. You don't. You. Don't, I can actually understand you. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's why it's like was, it just uh, I just got like shocked to my core thinking about yeah. those moments. Okay, so then the next morning they're getting ready to go fishing. Everything is going well. Ramona is surprising me because she's like kind of getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm confused because well, Ramona doesn't. So Ramona didn't get it a couple of times, right? During yeah. this episode, she was like, "Yeah," but Leah, she Ebony brings up that Le- when Leah screams, nobody said anything, and she says, "Well." Um, but Leah's grandmother is dying, and Ebony says, "So is mine." And so she's like, "Oh," and then about you got you have to teach us, right? Yeah. So she tells Ebony that she has to teach us, so teach them. So that's those were kind of iffy, icky moments. But then she also acknowledges that she needs to read up. It's like she's not she doesn't know, and nobody's told her that that's icky. I can't tell if Ramona digs her heels, but it feels like sometimes she doesn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I think that's the difference is like Luann will dig her heels before she does the right thing. Ramona Whereas- will say, okay, okay, fine. She will she will make it where she's a little bit like Heavenly. She'll make it like really, really bad and it'll look like she's not going to give up. Then all of a sudden she'll switch back and she'll say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I will not do it. I apologize. Yeah. I'll walk away. It's like suddenly she'll let go of, you know. Yeah, I think that's uh, of the is. issue. Yeah, and she does that with Sonia a lot. She makes Sonia to the point where Sonia is like weeping, and then all of a sudden she'll be like, "Don't worry, I'm your best friend. I'm always yes. here for you. I love you." And she soothes Sonia down, and it's all diffused. So yeah, you're she right. does that. She does that a lot. So she doesn't hold the chip. She doesn't try to keep that going. She wants to get because all of that makes her uncomfortable. It's, she's yeah. too bougie for that. So she wants to move out of that feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're absolutely yeah. right. She yeah. she doesn't want to be uncomfortable. She wants to move on to making someone else feel someone uncomfortable. else uncomfortable. That's what <laughs> yeah. that's why she doesn't she doesn't mm. linger like uh Luan does. Yeah, you're right. That's the difference. So then we have they are going fishing, all this stuff. But at this a little beach picnic. At this beach picnic, Leah says she's not going to vote. And then she immediately turns to Heather and says, don't come at me with some self-righteous shit. And Heather's like, I literally said nothing to you. Yeah. And I have a point. I have a, I have, and you could tell Ebony's looking at her like, are you fucking kidding me, Leah? Yeah. You're kidding me right now. Yeah. We just dealt with these dumbass white ladies and yeah. now you're 
being some dumbass white lady mm-hmm. shit. But I feel like Leah hates Heather because Heather is Heather is the other side of the coin that Leah belongs to. Mm-hmm. They're the same person. I, I feel like Leah wishes she was Heather. Oh, yeah. That's they dope. are both in fashion. They have this sort of may be in each other's business a little bit. Yeah. And Heather is a bigger name and is much more confident and is all put together compared to Leah. So it's something of that. Like Heather is jealous of, not jealous, but, you know, wants to, uh, uh, Leah wants to be Heather and she is not. So that makes, like confidence wise. Yeah. I wonder sometimes also, I also wonder if Leah is thinking about it from the perspective of casting, that you can't have Have two Leahs on the show. Yes, exactly. You can only have one. There could only be one white voice of reason. There can't just be both. Yeah. Like, Leah wanted to be that voice this season with Ebony being her friend. And here comes mm-hmm. Heather being the other one and being much more articulate about it and people listening to her. You know what's and interesting Leah is... Leah is not happy about it. Yeah. You know what's interesting is Leah and Luann are buddies. Now? You mean? They still are. I think they are, again, uh, they are both equally insecure. So they yes. recognize. And they that's why... Uh, and and uh, they are also both in AA, right? They're both oh, yeah, sober, true. so that's true. the other thing, yeah. That's true. So Leah gets a call about her grandma, and she has a meltdown. She mm-hmm. gets very emotional, and she keeps getting emotional, and Ebony gets up to hug her. Mm-hmm. And it, and I wrote down, like, how exhausting must it be for Ebony to mm-hmm. constantly be the emotional cushion uh-huh. for this white woman? Because Leah keeps crying over and over and over again about her grandma, but at mm-hmm. no point does she stop and ask Ebony. How's, how's your grandmother? Never. How are you feeling? Never. You you have only two other members in your family. One of them being your mother, the other grandmother. You're going to lose one of two immediate family members that you and have. And your mom has called you and told you that you need to be the one to pull the plug. Yeah. How do you feel about it? No one's asked her. No. And she brought it up multiple times. Yeah. yeah. And no one has asked her. Even after she tells Ramona, my grandmother is dying too, the subject changes. Yep. Nobody acknowledges. Nobody, Ramona doesn't come and say, oh, yes, I forgot. I'm sorry about that. Yep. Nope. Yep. They just change the subject at that point. The, the focus becomes, you know, something to do with Luann says something, and then the focus is all about how Luann is feeling. Exactly. Then later... They're getting ready for this party. Heather comes to Ebony and talks to her about Leah not voting. And Mm. Ebony goes and talks to Leah and says, Heather is bothered about the not voting thing. Mm -hmm. And as Ebony is explaining to Leah how upsetting it is that Leah Mm -hmm. is choosing not to vote in America because of Mm -hmm. how it affects a black woman, Mm -hmm. Leah, instead of listening to Ebony and her fucking pain and her struggle, decides to go off on Heather for speaking to Ebony about anything at all. No, Leah makes makes what Ebony is talking and literally Leah makes all of those words about her her and not about Ebony. 
Yes. Ebony is talking about her feelings and Leah makes it about her her own feelings. Yes. And just goes off. And that whole scene was so rude. And I was surprised that Ebony was still friends with Leah after that particular moment. That particular moment would have made me so mad. Yeah. That would have moment would have I would have been like, fuck everybody. Me and Sonia are out of here. Yeah. We're gonna go to Philadelphia, get matchmaking done. Yes. Because fuck this shit. Yes. And then Leah goes off on Heather and she's like, You're white feminism 101. And I was like, Leah, you're white feminism 102. 102. And you know what? She would just she could just be the subtext to what Heather is. She's yeah. literally the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then Leah is freaking out about Heather and she's yelling at her and she's like, Oh, you guys are gonna say you need to vote in my favor. Fuck that. I don't wanna do that. And I was like, Are you talking to Heather or are you talking to Ebony? Yeah. Because Leah's mad about the fact that people are making her feel bad about maybe not wanting to vote. And yeah. she says that she's mad because people are saying, you need to vote in my favor. Yeah. I was like, you're misdirecting to the wrong person. She goes into yeah. the car and she freaks Ugh. out. She she throws around flowers. She's having a complete Like tantrum. even as she's walking into the, uh, into the vehicle, she's like shaking and screaming. And oh, this is the end of a per- perfect day. Spoiled. And, you know, we were going to have fun. What a fun day. And she's being sarcastic. And she's already turned up. It's very off-putting. I mean, I understand that her grandmother is passing and she's really upset. And I'm sure no. I'm sure all of this stuff, this rec- taping and all that stuff can put a put a number on your mental health. Yeah, and obviously no, Leah is no. Leah's not well, but here's the issue. Leah is coming getting out and she's like I don't want to talk about this. My grandmother is dying. Leave me the fuck alone. But it's like, you're the one that picked the fight. You're the mm-hmm. one that picked the fight. You got into somebody's face and you yelled at them. And when they responded back to you, all you did is say, my grandmother is dying. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, nobody came up to you, Leah. Everybody did leave and you the you fuck alone. And you know what? She's, she cannot use, my grandmother is dying. So I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, I was just too upset. And that's why I said all that stuff. And, you know, whatever. She can never, ever, ever use that ex- uh, excuse because she's an adult. Yeah. You don't do that. No adult goes around in their workplace snapping at everybody because of one little thing and start issues and then stay at the job. If somebody behaved at my job like that, they would be fired, right? So that is, you know, who does that? Why would an adult behave like that? I don't understand. So, and why why would these women and everybody else tolerate it? Why would Heather tolerate it? I don't see Heather tolerating that kind of behavior. And all along, Heather has actually not said a single thing about Leah. She was just reasoning about yeah. Leah. Yeah, well, she here's what happened now. Did you see what happened on Instagram? No. What happened now? What oh. Heather did? Ugh, am I going to hate Can't her? Tell you what? Oh, honey. Oh, baby girl. Yes, you are. Ugh. So let me tell you what happened. Somebody in a comment section said, Ebony needs to go. She doesn't fit in and she is a race baiter. And Heather said, I have to agree with you. <gasps> Hers what? is not... Yeah, hers is not a class I want to take. Then she what said, "What does class have to do with anything? What is she talking about? She's not teaching." <laughs> so then she said, "Yeah, in fact, Ebony said multiple times, I don't want to teach you anymore.'" 
Mm -hmm. Um, Then Heather said, the truth is production shut down and Ebony knows it. It's sad that she is trying to Monday morning quarterback for Leah with what is a deliberate attempt to try and change the narrative of the sensitive issues that took place. It's low and it is sad to see. I would have thought negative campaigning would be below Ebony, but she's shown us that it is not so much for her obligations to tell the truth. The fake narrative she's trying to plant now is garbage. We watched, we all watched the show. We know how season 13 was edited after I quit again. And so, you know, they are going to give me a little, as little love as possible. They're going to give me as little love as they possibly can. Contracted housewives are their priority, not someone who quits. The whole experience is sad in, in and of itself on many levels, but at least they got one thing right it's true i don't fit in wait so tell me this uh-huh she says that it was a sensitive subject and that uh ebony is monday monday morning quarterbacking what is ebony saying about heather right now that heather so, is so ebony in the what watch what happens and also on clubhouse and on instagram live has talked about how while heather's intent is good she still is problematic in the way that she is doing allyship because her allyship is coming off as performative which yeah. i agree it yeah. is right but i think the like i see it as heather is likely really mad at ebony for the fact that she's raising issue with heather's flavor of allyship but not mm. raising issue with leah's in leah's. fact when she was on clubhouse she talked about how leah's so great and leah mcsweeney my good girlfriend leah my good girlfriend leah and it was like you're praising leah so much that you're now turning the conversation from your experience as a black woman to yeah. why leah mcsweeney shouldn't be bullied anymore because yeah. people keep talking about leah yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the issue with Heather's post obviously is that it's fucking insane. Yeah. But also I think it's like Heather's bone to pick should be with Leah. That's the only person she should be mad at right now. Yeah. But yeah. I hate to say it. It's simply because of the fact that when you have a society built on white supremacy, it's easier to go after the people of color than it is to go after white people. That's the truth. Because people of color are low hanging fruit. So while while thinking that you are an ally yeah it's insane like and also she didn't even talk about this in her story she posted on an, an instagram comment yeah. do you know how hard it is to leave a long instagram so here's comment? the deal right i don't uh, yes i know because i have so, i don't do that often it's but, so hard <laughs> i don't know i still don't know how to do it But I'm saying that it's interesting that Leah, uh, she is worried about Ebony and how Ebony is not, uh, how is Ebony uh, picking Leah over me and how yeah. I help, right? So, but I, see, here's the deal. I don't, I have been asking and I still don't understand how Ebony is friends with Leah because yeah. what Leah does is egregious to me. So yep. I I don't know why Ebony is still friends and how she's still friends with Leah because Leah is fucking annoying. But also, I also know that it's not my place to pick why and how Ebony finds a friend and things. Yep. It's Ebony's reaction to what Leah says. If Ebony doesn't get offended by it, then who are we? Th I cannot, we cannot say, why aren't you offended uh, to Ebony at that point? Yeah. It's, we can just say that we are. We are. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
I think that's been really tough, but I also think of, have to think of it from the perspective of this is a woman who has to be filming with these people. And it's not even just that they film, they do press stuff, they have to do things together. So I think I wouldn't be surprised that Ebony is choosing to lean on Leah because Leah is better than everybody else in the on the show. You have to, yeah, you have to have a coworker that you get along with. Yeah, and Heather didn't leave because of Ebony. Heather left because of Leah. Yeah, and now Heather is like doing so. This it may, maybe shit. Heather, maybe Heather, if you had stayed on, come to the reunion and then beyond, and you could have actually had a real friendship with Ebony. Ebony would be okay with you yeah. as well. And again, we've said this multiple times throughout watching Housewives. We said it with Candace in Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. We said it with Sutton. We yeah. said it over and over again. All you have to do is shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just sit there quietly. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. Heather, you didn't have to go on Instagram. You didn't have to say anything. No. Just stop talking. Mm-hmm. In that moment, just stop talking. Kenya. Kenya. Ken- sh- oh, geez. Kenya. Yeah, yeah. Kenya, shut the fuck up. So anyway, I wish that she did not holla, but she yeah. did. <laughs> yep. She but did. that's it. That's it for um, yeah. Housewives episode. And um, I thought this was going to be a little bit heavy, but I actually ended up laughing a lot. Thank you, Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> we appreciate it. Okay, this episode is coming out on Saturday, so we will talk to you on Friday.